Hey, PYHT listeners, Cameron here. Amazing news. This week, you can buy Take My Wife on iTunes in the UK and Australia. Woohoo! Also, you can watch it on the Stars app. If you have a cable, the Stars app should be free. You should just be able to watch Take My Wife on Stars. Both seasons one and two are on iTunes in the US, Canada, UK, Australia, and you can also watch them on Stars in the US. Woohoo! Enjoy Take My Wife. Oh, that's my television show with Rhea. Great news if you're a fan of proper English or if you're just someone who's looking to improve your grammar. You can now hear more than 600 archived episodes of Grammar Girl ad-free, plus monthly bonus episodes exclusively on Stitcher Premium. Grammar Girl provides short, friendly tips to improve your writing and pique your curiosity about the English language. Whether English is your first, second, or third language, what about fourth or fifth? Grammar Girl's punctuation, style, and business tips will make you a better and more successful writer. Go to stitcherpremium.com slash grammar and use the promo code PYHT for a free month of Stitcher Premium. Enjoy the show! Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB! We promise so much. Please put your hands together for your host. Cameron Esposito and Rhea Blanchard. Hello. Los Angeles. It is so nice to see you. It's so nice to see some of you. Let's hear for Rhea one time, first of all. Hello. For Cameron Esposito, right there. I'm so nice. Standing right there. I'm nice. Um, this is our. I just want to say because I don't want you to feel like, like you're our everyday, run of the mill audience. That you are part of our first not sold out show of 2018. What an honor! What an honor! Yes! 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 Yes. It's pretty fun. Cool. You got this whole fucking section. Stretch. My friend, look at how luxurious your life is. Yes. You're like yes. the only one yes. at the movie. Yes. <laughs> this is really cool because we, you know, obviously we're hilarious and we <laughs> we do a great job when there's a lot of people here. Yeah. But you only get We do an get, even better job when there's less people. That's here. right because you you get more show percentage-wise. Yeah. That's, that's how, how it that works. works. If other people were here, they would suck it up yeah. and it wouldn't the you know the you humor would, would go in, inside of their bodies and you wouldn't be able to get it out. And so it's really unless you cut them up and I'm tucking out of their bodies. <laughs> I'm straight up winded from the high five 3 yard dash I did right here. <laughs> Even <laughs> like point point three seconds. Yeah, I mean, you should try out for the combine. Not, I was just gonna make an NFL combine joke. Hey, that's wow. why we're married. I wonder if we live in the same house and are married to each other. We are. <laughs> um, you know what? Great news. Yeah. What? Our television show, Take My Wife, is on Stars what? as of today. Oh yeah. my god. We're very happy about that. It's streaming on that app. I know. Streaming on that streaming on that streaming on that app. I don't know. Are you? No, you're no, not. I'm not alright. Okay, no, no. I'm not alright. I got up at six but in the morning so I could do a podcast. I know, and you woke and my I'm, ass up, and I was even so kind mad. of nice. No, I wasn't. I said I remember. No, you woke no. up because I changed my phone what? alarm to okay. like I don't know. Ever like everybody has an iPhone in here, right? The Android people are in these seats. Anyways, 
I'm just kidding. Android phones are cool, except I had to reset mine every single time I use it. So that's why I use an iPhone. Anyway, so I reset it to an alarm that is like the most aggressive alarm sound. Are you going to play it? Yeah, of course I am. I have a microphone in my hand. I don't know if we can put this on the podcast, Rhea. Oh, you think it's like copyrighted technology? Yeah, it's Apple. Not copyrighted. Hang on. Also, the scariest I dystopian nightmare to wake up to, like, like a fake bird. It's like long too, and I did not know that that was really And she long. woke up. She went, "What is that?" <laughs> but then after that, I was so nice. I was like, "It woke you up, did it?" And you, you actually would. Here's how you could tell I was nice because I kept saying to you, "I'm not even mad." <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's how you know that your wife is being nice when they're like saying to you, like, notice that I'm look, I'm not mad, tolerating you. Of all the things, I'm not mad. No, I'm not mad at all. I am furious. Oh however. my god. Oh, uh, uh. What did you do today, Cameron? Esposito? A photo shoot. <laughs> your favorite thing to do. That class, this classic photo pose is where I just ended on falling forward. <laughs> I did. I had a photo shoot today. That was fine. Yeah. Um, I have nice people that do you my like makeup. Change make me clothes. look like a little kid boy. And, and then I go out and I seduce the camera. And was <laughs> do a great job overall. Wow. Okay. Um, you know what has happened since we've been here? What has happened since we've been here? Um, the White House correspondence. Oh. Yeah, that has happened, yeah. That is... That's definitely the main political thing that everyone should be focusing on, for sure. I, I mean, we're going to talk about it because this is a comedy space. I'm just pointing yeah. out the fact that, like, the news is reporting on that thing while actual things are happening. I know, straight up, on the congrats, globe. Michelle Wolf. Good job. Congrats <laughs> on that good, you good... You alone, that Wolf! Good, good career boost that just <laughs> happened. You deserve it. Um, you're in the dark. Do you know that? Yeah. Come step forward. Coming out of the dark. <laughs> um, would I? Would I? Oh, the reason I wanted to bring it up here, I mean, is because can you believe number one how good women are at stand-up comedy? Yeah, of course. Having did, did anyone watch Michelle's full thing? Yeah. It's brutal. <laughs> And, like, no, I just mean, like, it's a full-on roast. Like, it's a full-on... Yeah, I mean, that's the premise of the thing. I know, but have you ever watched any of them in the past? Yeah. It's, like, usually... Um, well, I mean, I didn't watch the Bush ones man. because that was a terrible time. Right, so. no, but it's usually, like, a, a white man, and he and he says, like... like We're all I, rich. Yeah, no, he basically goes, like... He goes, like... No, that's it. Yeah, he basically goes, like, I mean, I'm not happy about it, and you're not happy about it, but we all go home... And pay less taxes. That's right. <laughs> we all are fine. And then it was sure. kind of amazing, because uh, she was mad as hell, and she wasn't going to take it anymore. Totally, yeah. It made me feel really strong as a comic. made me feel like, wow, I guess we can save the universe. You know what I mean? I just can't believe that... Like in Star Wars and stuff like that, they don't they don't ever just go like eyeshadow. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think you lost everybody on that one. <laughs> smoky eye. What is a smoky eye made it's of? It's eyeshadow, yes. But I think what it also has anyway. a little bit of liner. Mm-hmm. Um, you just crush up an infinity stone. That's right. <laughs> we saw that thing. We did. And we that's saw all that we're thing. gonna say about it. 
Except like, that we not went, everybody's seen it. No, I know, I know. Except that we went uh, to we went like opening weekend thing, which is not usually our vibe. I tr- we tried to even maybe yeah, go on Sunday, Friday. Yeah. Um, and on Friday, <laughs> I walked over there to get us tickets, but there were already people sitting outside with um laptops with speakers attached <laughs> playing music. <laughs> Which is your personal nightmare. I was like, I can definitely not go to this. There's a full online. She doesn't like sounds that other people make. That's a great point. I don't. <laughs> not a big I fan don't of like those. That. No, I don't. We watched, uh, what, what did we watch? Oh, Phantom yeah. Thread. Oh, yeah. And he has like a real problem with other people having noises come out of their mouth. And he's also a villain. And I'm like, oh, I relate to that. <laughs> she straight up got the Wi-Fi to text. I was like, you should watch Phantom Thread. It's good because I watched it on the plane. I watched she was it like, on I don't know too. about this. And then she got on the plane, got Wi-Fi and was like, wait, am I him? <laughs> That's like you paid $8 to ask me that. Yeah. Well, I just have a really big problem with food noises. Absolutely, I do. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, look, I'm with you on a lot of food noises. Yours are very micro. Well, something's wrong with my hearing. You don't like it when other people eat. No, something's wrong with my hearing. I used to work next to a woman who would eat peach after peach next to me (laughs) at her desk. And there was a particular time when they were even more ripe. And I'm talking about a, a human woman... Oh my god. In her late 20s, we sat in cubicles this close to each other, and she would just chomp on a peach next Heavens to me. <laughs> it was bonkers. And I just had to sit there and deal with it. I just had to be like, yeah, this is this is what people should do to each other. Well stare at screens and eat peaches. I'm really sorry that happened Thank to you. Thank you. I just wanted to share with you. And the people. was it tough to watch Call Me By Your Name? Yeah, it was very difficult. It was tough. Yeah. PTSD and shit. Yeah, no, I get it. That's tough. Uh, that's really. That's and this really other tough. guy behind me used to just eat cereal out of the box. We were at work. <laughs> Where did he get the box he of cereal? Brought, he had a bag of food that he kept under his desk. I hate this. He just kept it there okay. all the time, and then he had a drawer I mean, of it's cereal. Economical. I would just take I know the cereal that out mean and, and that have a, a paw in a box. And sometimes he would turn around and gesticulate with the box still on his no, hand. No, that's that's a false like thing. Like a bear, it, you know? No chance I don't know. That that's real. It was absolutely true. You I, didn't meet that guy, Bob. When it was you, terrible. When you say he had a drawer full of cereal, I know you mean he had a drawer and in it was cereal and boxes. And it was boxes, yes. But what no. I would prefer <laughs> sure, is yeah, I mean, a drawer, open yeah. cereal, and then he pours the milk Golden right in. Frosted flakes. Shredded wheat. One bite, close the drawer. Yeah. But then it would get really soggy. No, though. I know, but like obviously he's already fucked up, like as sure. a person. So like, are you telling me that's like where he draws the line? Like, I mean, I think it was honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right. Food noises are a problem for me. I think for two reasons. Number one, I had an eating disorder in my teens. I'm sorry. And also in my in the 90s, which by the way was the fucking worst time to have an eating disorder. Like, I think all times are pretty. No, bad, but, yeah, no, sure. but like I just mean, great point, Ria. <laughs> I just mean because a lot of having an eating disorder is like internalizing the fad diets of the sure. time yeah. and like making that your pillar that you totally uh-huh. abide by. And I don't know if anybody here is a old enough person to have experienced any of the 90s, but we didn't know anything about food. <laughs> uh, we just decided to be like, hey, straight up. Here's an idea. What if food has no food in it? What if it's just like a lightly puffed air bunch and it does make you shit? 
You will have uncontrollably. A gas. You'll have a gas with an oily discharge for sure. Like I, there's no fat in this though. It's just like gonna the, slide the right 80s, through you. The 80s was like full fat garbage. Like full fat junk food was happening. But then in the 90s, it was all like Alestra. Alestra. It was reduced fat junk food, and it was like fat free junk food. Oh, and so we just added like more packaging. I, I mean, think I that just, was honestly like silicone. They were making like chips out of silicone and yeah. being like, yeah, no, it's fine for you. And then you just be like, ah, right. Just like a rocket booster <laughs> of chips no, shooting for out sure. of you. Like it's, it's really bad. And <laughs> it was so bad. And so I internalized all of those messages. Like I was trying really hard to be super restrictive in my eating, but I didn't know like anything about even like the good kinds of food that one would need to have to be consuming nutrition. So like, I will tell you what my diet was in high school. Dry pasta. Oh. C- cooked? Yeah, no, cooked. I'm not a monster. I you were like crunching I'm not a, I'm a, not a cereal spaghetti. drawer. You didn't boil it Nut in the bag. drawer. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, dry pasta. Uh, do- totally pasta unbuttered noodles. On it. Um, twist cones from McDonald's. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, that, that stuff comes out of a bag. Right, yes. <laughs> Pretty much everything I'm going to name comes out comes of the out bag. Of yeah. uh, like low-fat graham crackers. All right. Um, Twizzlers. And All right. that's those it. Make, those make mouth happy, so. No, those did not make mouth happy. <laughs> those made butt go make loud noises. <laughs> I just sounded like I was making fun of uh, indigenous people, but that's just how tired I am. What? I just sounded very much like okay. a... like I didn't a, catch that. Well, anyway. Um... <laughs> No, I just farted constantly. I just farted for 10 years. You know All what I mean? Right. I was well, just yeah. super sick. One time I was literally in science class, and I'm not kidding. Uh, the teacher turned around and was like, whoever's farting in here <laughs> yeah. has to stop farting. <laughs> One time. And I, I, but I was like, I was in front because I was very studious and like a real kiss ass going like, yeah, <laughs> who the fuck is that? And then like eating a twist cone or whatever. Uh, I just have to say, there's somebody in the back row who doesn't realize it's so dark that your phone is lighting up your entire face and it just, it's like you're telling a spooky story. It's not your fault. You don't know. It's just because of the darkness. Yeah, it just, it's, uh, I understand people are even, they were very kind. They try to hold it low, but that makes it worse. You do look like you're at a sleepover. (laughs) Fully. It's just, there's no amount of turning down a phone that can make it not the brightest thing for miles around in this yeah. particular room. Um, but thank you, yes. Thank yes. you for doing that. I was just going to mention, because you said um, not even buttered noodles, but I was once told the story of a gentleman who um, only ate food from the dollar store, and he all he bought was pasta from the dollar store and butter from the dollar store, and he ate buttered noodles every day, and he was a landscaper, and once cut his foot with the like lawn equipment, and it didn't heal for like a bunch of weeks, and this was before the ACA, so he just never got it checked out. And then it like literally didn't heal for like a month, and he went to the doctor, and they were like, "You have scurvy. What have you been eating?" And because the pasta from the dollar store is not enriched, so there's nothing. He was literally eating nothing. And then his little foot was just like, "I can't do anything." Can I ask you? Are you on a boat without citrus? Can I ask you a follow-up question? Yeah. Um, you said, I was once told a story. I want to know what scenario, who was that guy to you? That guy was nobody. I don't know that gentleman. You've never met this guy? No, I've never met that guy Where at all. were you told that? I was Some told sort of an story. old pub? But no. From the before no. times? On by the... like a pirate, like a low-lit candle? I wish. It was just by... Come a... here, I've got a story to tell. 
and they were not enriched. Actually, you're right. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> um, I think we've been great. Yeah, you we know should, what I mean? Uh, we've been really great. Yeah! Wow. Yeah. Wow. Look, yeah. I appreciate you as an audience. You matter to me. And to Rhea. I think that Rhea would say the same thing. Um, and we're so... <laughs> are you, what are you doing, batting? Yeah. I'm, 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 in the bo- I'm in the batter's box. You're in the... No. What? Well, I mean, we're just very close to each other. This is dangerous for you to fully try. Oh, you're pitching from and the batter's box. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not just... pitching. I'm just here standing oh, telling oh, jokes, yeah. and you're fully... This, this is the batter's box. Getting... You're standing in front of home plate is the problem. <laughs> just kidding. Where's the I don't pitcher? Know. Over there. Okay. It it this has let's just start the show. All right. Great. I just thought it'd be funny to be doing that in the background, but it's pulled way too much focus. No, that was the right amount of focus. All right. Uh, <laughs> friends, would you would you like to hear some stand-up comedy from some friends of ours? <laughs> Boy, would, like. would we love to allow you to do that. <laughs> Including uh, right now, uh, this first comic is a friend of both of ours. Yeah. Always great to have him on the show. So Let's great. hear it right now for J.C. Coakley. Give it up for J.C. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hey. For as long as I... Shut up. <laughs> For as long as I can remember, I wanted to be a happy person, and then uh, Vice took it out of me. You know what I mean? Vice. Vice, everything that I like is on Vice, and then they're like, do you know that it's made by kids with one leg? And I'm like, fuck Vice, I thought papayas were safe. I promised myself I wouldn't cuss, and I've already ruined it. It's just how things are. I've been on too many dating apps. So my language has changed. You know what I mean? Don't pretend like you're not on dating apps. We're on dating apps all the time. That's what we do now. We digitally date. You heard a speaker go out, right? Oh, I love dating online. It's my favorite thing. People get really bummed out. They're like, I don't know how you date online now. It's like, I'm so glad I found my husband before online dating came out. I'm so glad my husband and I went to Cabo before online dating came out. Do you think he can't go online dating now? Like if he wanted to because of your voice? Do you think something would stop him from doing that in Cabo, perhaps when you have period cramps? Too hard of a laugh. I like online dating so much because you have so much variety. Now that I'm like 34, I'm hitting on those like 27-year-old dudes that go all the way. You know what I mean? They don't, can they read? Who cares? I dated one who had a, his his window wouldn't go up. (laughs) But if you turned your head to the side, it was a convertible. You know what I mean? You take what you can get. Online dating allows you to date anyone, everywhere, always. Forever if you want. And if you navigate it properly and don't get murdered, it could be a win. I won't go on any date anymore that doesn't have a risk of me being chopped up and put in a well. 
That's what online dating is, and people get so bummed out. Is it Raya? Is it Bumble, where the girls get to make the decision? Is it... Raya's funny because it's like me and John Cusack on an app. (laughs) You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm on the app so much, just using my thumb flipping around, right, left, right, left, that I black out. Has that ever happened to you guys? And blend. They're like, JC, you're flying a plane. And I'm like, again? How do I keep getting in these planes? Where's the pilot? I always think that I find the one and then something happens, life happens. You know what I mean? Always happens. One time I thought I found the one and he rollerbladed up to me on the (laughs) Venice Beach boardwalk. No red flags. He had a ponytail, long ponytail, but the good kind of ponytail. You know, there's a good ponytail where it's like, I work at Whole Foods. And then there's a bad ponytail that's like, I'm going to kill your whole family. (laughs) After one Coors Light. (laughs) And then I like hung out with him because he was super sexy. He was like a tall man. He was six foot, like four and a half Owned a catering company, had those chiseled features, like those Channing Tatum ab line thingies, you know, those lines on a dude's body that make you go, we don't need a condom. We don't need to do this. This is a waste of your time. It was a waste of mine. You ever play poker with the condom? Like, well, I have this new one that I got uh, on the red carpet the other day. It's supposed to make you feel good for a little bit. When a guy goes, I just won't come. Cool story, bro. Like, I give a fuck. Just kidding, I do. I mean, I do. My mom told me I had to. <laughs> if you want to find a boy, I'll have to uh, finish off with that. <laughs> By the way, third rule in comedy. <laughs> Remember Roseanne Barr did that like a couple days ago? Do you guys know what Twitter is? <laughs> she was on there. Everyone's fighting on Twitter. Everybody's flipping out and fighting. I'm just hanging out with my ponytail, dude. You know what I mean? Him and I are getting along just fine. He tells me he owns a catering company. Cool, let's go for drinks. Couple drinks in, he's like, it's not actually my catering company, it's my best friend's, but it's easier to tell bitches that it's mine. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) So I stayed for more drinks because I gotta fucking unlock this mystery. couple more drinks turns into shots and he tells me that his ponytail is shedding I don't even know what that means (laughs) all I can attest it to is sometimes when I'm in the shower and ladies back me up on this my head hair ends up in my asshole and I'm like how did that happen how did that and it's always longer than your actual hair do you ever notice that it's like longer than your it's like you have a bob cut but it's like a fishtail from a Disney movie and you grab it and you're like, I made you. You smear it on the shower wall, make it chase itself. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you down the drain. So we went back to my studio apartment. Why not? Trump's president. Who cares? You did this to yourself. Big Papa's on top of little mama just making out giving some smooches, getting right in there. And just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, his tooth falls out. Oh, 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 oh. 
on my forehead and it stays there. Let me, okay, let me ask you something, UCB. You ever start having sex with a person that had all their teeth? Now I got a couple of hot pumps in, one of their goddamn teeth is gone. <laughs> and he was still having sex with my lifeless body. You know what I mean? It was, so, it was completely consensual, but my soul had left. Has that ever happened to you guys before? Where it was just hovering over my body. It was just like, look what you've become. Mama? Are you gonna get your are you gonna get your tooth? Are you gonna get your tooth off my head? Do I, do I give you your tooth? Do I owe you a dollar? How does this work? I know. I'm J.C. Coakley. Thank you for supporting live comedy. Have a good night. J.C. Coakley, let her hear it! Holy shit, a tooth. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, I'm just still thinking about the tooth. I had a dream that I punched myself in the teeth and then I was like, oh no! my teeth and then I woke up that's a great dream isn't it people should always talk about their dreams the reason I had that dream is it funny because I was at a show that night and there was a hammer in the green room and it was a very cool looking hammer and I was like I should steal this fucking hammer and then I didn't steal the hammer and then in my dream I punched myself in the teeth with the hammer sometimes brains are very beautiful and that they punish you for the things you wish you would have done so next time, I will steal that hammer. <laughs> um, Cameron was talking about twist cones, and I just wanted to tell you this one thing, which is that one time when we were on tour, I went into a Wendy's, and sometimes when you're on tour, you're traveling, whatever, and you're just like, you can't deal with anything, so you just want to eat garbage food. We went into a Wendy's. I was like, I'm getting French fries, and I'm getting a Frosty. And we went in, and I waited in line, and I asked for the French fries, and I was like, could I also get a Frosty? And at that same moment, a guy came out of the back room, walked past the woman that was checking, that was the cashier for me, holding a bag of Frosty as though it were a toddler. He heard me say, and a Frosty, please! And he made full eye contact with me and then patted the butt of said Frosty bag. I still got the Frosty. Frosties are really good, especially with French fries. Anyways, we're going to keep the show rolling. What do you think? Yes, we have more amazing comedians. Now, this next comic, so glad that they are here. It is their first time on the show. So you know what we do every time I put your hands together when it's somebody's first time on the show? We make a huge, big, warm round of applause. Welcome for them. So let's get that started right now. Perfect. I love it. I love this rainy day energy for Jenny Yang. Hi, first time on Put Your Hands Together show. Congratulations. I am your group on Ali Wong. Let's do this. They could not afford Ali Wong. They get me, Jenny Yang. Yes. Oh, I just want to acknowledge that I'm wearing my faux fur coat for uh, the 90th day straight. It smells great. I'm a. Uh, Asians, we don't have pores. Um, it's, I wear, I've been wearing this every day, and I have to explain myself, and I love it, and I enjoy it, and I'm going to wear it on stage. I don't care if the lights were really hot. You know what I mean? Because 2017, Trump took too much of my joy. We're just going to put that out there. 
Okay, so 2018, when it got started, I said to myself, how do I bring more joy into my life? How do I live at the top of my opulence? I asked myself. I was in the Arcadia Mall. Don't worry about it. It's in the San Gabriel Valley, okay? I walked by Azara. I usually don't shop at fast fashion. My mom is a garment worker. Maybe it's hypocritical, but I walked by. I saw a sales rack. It was $65 for this beauty. I said, I'm worth it. <laughs> I touched it. I couldn't, I couldn't pull away. I slipped it on. It fit me perfectly. I spent that $65. I said, I'm going to wear this every day. I don't care. In winter in Los Angeles, for two weeks out of the winter, it's 80 degrees. Who gives a fudge? <laughs> All right, I was wearing a tankini and shorts. Just turn up the AC, turn it up. I don't care. I don't care. You know why? Because I deserve to feel good. You know what I mean? I deserve to not hate myself for being a queer friendly Asian American immigrant feminist. You know what I'm saying? In 2018, in Trump's America, I will touch myself and be happy. All right, I deserve to look like Kylo Ren's Imperial Queen. All right, I deserve to, to, to look like a 90s rapper named MC Dark Money. All right, I deserve all day to feel like I am fisting a teddy bear. It feels good. This is what I've convinced myself to spend money when I don't have it sometimes, you know? Um, so it's good. I like it. Who's in love? Clap it up. Okay, that's great. <laughs> I like to make things real awkward at comedy shows, just asking that question. There's always someone who's like, oh. Like you have to look to your left and right. What's that about? Uh, I studied love. <laughs> I'll be honest. I wasn't good at it. Uh, but you have to study. I like self-help books. That was the way I was teaching myself how to be a grown-ass person when your parents didn't teach you. You know what I mean? So I, took, I, I did the self-help books, studied on love. Have you heard of this piece of advice? I tried it. If you want an authentic love, bring your authentic self to the first date. I did that. Which is why I brought my parents along to argue while I cried. <laughs> Didn't get a second date on that one. Didn't get a second date. Uh, I actually do have like really a more positive relationship with my mom nowadays and my parents. My mom especially, she learned how to text message last year. Okay, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, thank you. The two immigrants in the room know. <laughs> the struggle is real. Yeah, so she texts me with this line app that Taiwanese people use um, and, uh, and in Chinese, and I know how to use Google Translate now, which is great. And so she learned how to use emojis and stickers, which is amazing. She's sending me fluffy white kittens with red heart eyes. And I'm like, this is more affection than I ever got in childhood. I felt so good. I'm like, my mom loves me. She loves me, you know what I mean? So now I'm feeling good, you know, I'm like full of myself, right? So last month, I did it. I was like, you know what, let me push the envelope. I wrote back to her one day uh, in English, because she re reads some English. I wrote, I love you, mommy. 
She replied, okay. <laughs> Not even joking. She replied, okay, with the letter, like the number zero and K. I don't understand. Mom, I'm not in school anymore. Don't push math on me anymore. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, I, was, I travel a lot. I was in Maine recently. Who, who knows about Maine? No one knows about Maine. See, exactly. And it was amazing. I was doing a show there, and um, I feel like learning about Maine helped me to answer questions I never knew I had. You know, like I went to, I went to school at Swarthmore College. It's a very small liberal arts college outside of Philadelphia, very, very white. And I grew up in Torrance, and you know, yeah, down here, and I grew up a lot, around a lot of Asian Americans, and I didn't know stereotypes about Asians until I went to Swarthmore, because it was so white. I was like, what, Asians don't know how to drive? I was very confused, I'm like, why are we back at home with souped up Honda rice rockets, Tokyo drifting? Why are we doing that? if we don't know how to drive. So I had so many questions about white people. And the first question I had is, what is the L.L. Bean? <laughs> and I realized recently when I finally went to Maine, what L.L. Bean is, because that's where the headquarters of L.L. Bean is. It is, y'all, it is, Maine is where, it is the factory for white people. I'm just gonna put it that way. It is the factory for white people, okay? Y'all don't even come out as babies in Maine, all right? They just come out fully formed as 50-year-old, just swallowed in just technical fleece, all right? Asking about the granola. I'm just saying, you know, just Maine was, was, was wild. It was, I was like, I, I was like playing a game with myself. Like I went to like downtown Portland, Maine, and I was like, yo. How many people of color am I gonna see? And I walk by, and finally I see this like black guy walk, walk toward me, in downtown Portland, Maine, and he walked by me, and I swear to you, he gave me the black guy nod. <laughs> That's how hurt he was. I was like, it is tragedy here for black people. They are nodding to Asian ladies? What is happening? Anyway, that's my time. My name is Jenny Yang. Have a great night. <laughs> Ever wonder what it's like to be in showbiz? Hollywood Handbook is your insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet-lined back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. It's a podcast right here at Earwolf. Check it out in your podcast app. Every week, hosts Sean Clements and Hayes Davenport have a great premise for the show that they definitely spend a ton of time on and don't figure out right before the recording. The show is so accessible and famously only takes about 15 episodes to really get it. That's so few. They bring on their good guests like Claudia O'Doherty, Tawny Newsom, and Nick Weiger to talk movies going viral again and parody other podcasts, possibly mine. Check out Hollywood Handbook and subscribe in your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Jenny, give it up for Jenny. Whew. Right? You, are, you seem awesome. I like your vibe. You're into it. How is your... Oh, you're wearing a WBEZ sweatshirt are you from chicago yep. amazing i don't want i don't want you all to think that i know every public radio station in the country i do actually i do um no that's cool i'm i'm also from chicago and you and i've totally been on wbz do you work there no you're just like this is cool yeah you're a member oh thanks for supporting public radio <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wild round of applause from over here. This this is a rowdy section. I like this section is into it and and engaged. You and this section. 
are my are my favorite kind of like what's how was your day today? Yeah? Are you visiting Los Angeles or do you live here now? You're visiting me? That's amazing. Like you came to see the you you came to see your cousin and you're like, we're going to see this show, which is gonna be fun. Yeah, fuck yeah. I love you. Let's hear it for this. This is amazing. People actually do this, and that's really cool. That's rad. Where do you so you live in Chicago? What neighborhood do you live in? Well, I work in Chicago, but I live in the suburbs now. Do you mind my asking what suburb you live in? Buffalo Grove. Beautiful Buffalo Grove. Are there uh there used to be buffalo there and everything, you know what I mean? Um, it's really a dark turn. Um, it's a sad, sad thing. That's why it's named that. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Um, how are things in the suburbs of Chicago these days? That's where I grew up. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, snow. Why? Well, I know why. Um, we killed all the buffalo. Anyway, it doesn't... It's like there's... There, um, well, thank you so much. And this is your cousin and you live here? We're awesome. This is rad. I love I love this close cousin cousinship. Yes, yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, so I'm in sales, consulting, little acting, like everybody. All the things. <laughs> my whole <laughs> all of it is what. You, yeah. Uh, that's cool. Little acting, a little bit of advertising. Sometimes I pitch an ad, then I say, I actually know who would be great in that. <laughs> I actually have an idea for a commercial and it's like mostly about a hat and a jacket <laughs> and everything I'm wearing right now. Well, that's cool. That's rad. How, are you from the Midwest or are you from here? Texas. Texas. How, we're in Texas. Yes. See, this is what I'm saying. Like I knew. Are you from Texas? Where are you from? I'm from Houston. Yeah, we were just in. Yeah. Um, well, number one. <sighs> Congratulations on your World Series. It's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Rhea, they're from there. I mean, I know. Can I ask you a question? Have you been to the Astrodome? I don't care. I know it's not called that. What's it called? Minute Maid Field. Am I right? Well, it used to be. We have an Astrodome. Yes. And that's like one of the wonders of the world. Yes, yes. And uh, Minute Maid Park is pretty good. I have been to Minute Maid Park, but only the outside. But that's where they play now. Have you been in there? And you watched a game in there? And so, okay, let me ask you a follow-up question. When a home run is scored, a choo-choo train that is holding oranges drives in a very short way in the ceiling? Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> but it's such a big choo-choo train that there's actually a man who drives it? I, I have only seen this from watching the World Series because I'm always looking at it in, the, in the, the distance and I was always just like, oh, an animatronic train that they got, that they that drive. And then <laughs> when the World Series was happening, they totally showed the guy who's like, this is my job. <laughs> My job is I drive the train full of oranges, just a train full of oranges through the ceiling of uh, Minute Maid Park. And that just seems like a cool job. Like, I just, I can't believe you left and that that's not your job. Don't you think? 
Yeah, no, you're like you're doing a great job, and it's and I'm doing a great job. We're doing a great job, but we could do better, which is to drive a choo-choo train <laughs> for no reason. Like I don't even. It doesn't even seem. To, I'm not sure how he gets in there. It doesn't seem to have a platform or stops. Um, but what I'm, you know, my my goal in life would be to be waiting for it. <laughs> no, I just get famous enough that I'm like look, like, this is what I really want. Like, I'll support the team, but can you just... What I want is I want the guy to be driving it, and then I'm just over... I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) The train's off schedule. (laughs) Anyway, I like Houston a lot. We were there um, not too long ago, in the fall, to do shows, and it was was rad. It was... Yeah. So I came to see you in Austin. In Austin. I remember you. you. You came. And we took photos with you. Austin show because we were devastated and you totally there was just like two people that were like we missed the whole show can we still take a photograph with you we are wearing outfits we came here you know um well you're really cool I'm so glad that and you live in Los Angeles now whoa oh my god look I have to tell you I understand that it might seem like this is our first not sold out show, but I hope that you realize the level of commitment that the folks who come to support Rhea and I, like unbelievable family members being pulled in from the suburbs of Chicago, literally moving to an entirely different coast. Y'all are the best. We are the luckiest people. Uh, and it is such a pleasure to be here with you. Okay, well, I love you very much, and oh, I'm about to burst into tears. Should we do more stand-up? Who has to follow this? Like, I, this is a great comic, and I really, really appreciate this comic, and a lot of times on a stand-up show, it's very hard when you're a comic to follow, like, somebody who has just, like, eaten shit. Like, that is really hard, or uh, somebody that's crushed. But rarely are you in the situation where multiple people are like, I flew here for you! I reorganized my life and I drove here! And I'm also a good person who's a traveling speech therapist! <laughs> and then, <laughs> then somebody has to come do just seven minutes of jokes. <laughs> I know this comic can handle it. Hilarious. Let's hear it right now. All the love in your hearts for Donnie Devanian. Give it up for him. Keep it going for Cameron and Rhea. Um, thank you very much. Uh, my name is... It's my first time here, actually, at the show, and it's good to be here. My name is... It's good to be here. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, 
I'm sorry about the the, the outfit and everything, but apologize right up front right for that. But um, you know, I've actually, I I don't know even what you're thinking right now. From just like taking me in right now, like you're perce- just receiving all this information. But would you think I've ever been in a fight before, like a physical fight? You think so? I haven't. <laughs> Not even close. Not even. Cl- I've disarmed. I've avoided fights my entire life. Never been in a physical fight. Never. One guy came close. Where I was at this bar, and this guy was super drunk. Came up to me. I don't even know why. Thought I was somebody else. Threw a punch right at my face. Luckily, at the last second, I got out of the way, and as his arm went by, I kissed it. <laughs> Ooh, that made him so mad. He came in, he tried to tackle me, but I turned his tackle into a hug. And in his ear I said, oh, come on, no more games. Enough is enough, dog. <laughs> I'm sorry about this. Yeah, I'm sorry about my outfit and all this. You know, I just, I just want to say I'm sorry. And tell people you know that I'm sorry, too. And I think it's, I'm like kind of out of it because, okay, I, here's, I don't ever do drink or do drugs or anything like that. Last weekend, I went from never doing any drugs to doing, on Saturday night, I did a line of cocaine off the hamstrings of a meteorologist. I mean, this guy was tall, too. That was a long line, man. Long hamstrings, strong, too. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Once I did do a tiny little bump of cocaine off the clavicle of a Home Depot employee. He had just started working there. This guy was an excellent worker. Like second week or something. Oh, once I actually did do, I, it wasn't cocaine, but it was, I did do poppers with Joe Biden's nephew. Clayton. This guy was super sick. A few poppers here and there. But um, does anybody here like anything about me? You think? Um, let's see. Uh, I, can, can you just say, uh, wait like two seconds and say, you seem nice. You seem nice. Wait, hang on. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll turn around. Give it like a dramatic moment, like two seconds while I'm turned around and then. You seem nice. <sighs> <laughs> Not nice, dude. <laughs> fucking beast. Um, I, this is just for fun. What, what size pants do you think I wear? If you had to guess, well, how, how tall? Do you, well, how, how much do you think I weigh actually? If you had to guess, in these clothes, how much do you think I'm weighing right now? One forty-five. Oh my god. One forty-five pounds? Yeah. How tall do you think I am? Uh, five nine. Five eleven, six feet probably. Six six one. Maybe. Like, some t- uh, some one, somebody said I was like 6'1", 6'2". I'm like, come on, no way. So you think I'm like, how tall? 5'9". Okay. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you think I weigh 145? How much do you think like a Bob Jaguar weighs? Leopard. How much do you think a leopard weighs? 90 pounds. Sit. 90. For an adult male. <laughs> oh, you're straight cuckoo, dude. Your references. Your... You're, you're crazy. So what size waist do you think I wear? Come on, how much? What size waist do you think these pants are? Thirty-two. Thirty-two? 
Dude, they're 31 and they're still loose. And I had sodium today. I had pickles. Fucking all blood. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Dude, if I... If I'm not, okay, if I give my therapist a few extra bucks, she lets me leave like a little bit early. Which is really nice, you know. I could get out there, start judging geraniums and shit. Um, you don't have this shirt in black, right? Nah, I'm just kidding. Being sweet, though. If I didn't. Um, damn, all right, well. You know, actually... You know, in a couple weeks, I'm going to be getting like 100, 150 bucks. <laughs> I don't know. In like a week or two, 150 bucks. Maybe. I, don't know. I think it's pretty sick. I don't know. Well, what do you think I'm worth, actually? How much do you think I'm worth? Seriously, I'll tell you. I'll 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 tell you my exact numbers. Oh, 110,000. How much? Actually. How much do you think I have my in this pocket? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, this was yeah. uh, thirteen dollars. Thirteen? Thirteen? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I actually do have thirteen. I'm not, actually not kidding. All right. That's crazy. Actually, I'm not kidding. All right. What's your name again? Ryan. My name is. Uh, um, all right. Well, hey, you know what? Let's just keep the show going. Thank you so much for uh, Rhea and Cameron, everybody. My name is. Uh, I'm just gonna be here, and let's have enjoy the rest of the show, right? Give it up for uh, one more time, Donnie Devaney, and everybody, give it up for him. Want to go along with it for a minute? We have two comics left. What's happening? I see what's happening. We have two comics left on the show. Are you ready for those two final comics of your evening? I sure am. This next comic, also her first time on the show, and she also has a wonderful podcast on Earwolf called Fake... On Earwolf? On Earwolf is how that's pronounced. On Earwolf, called Fake the Nation. Please, let's get that first-time applause going for Nagin Fassad! Oh, my God, you guys. Uh, I'm also here from New York, so thank you um, for this warm welcome in your fair town. Um, I really appreciate it, though I grew up in Palm Springs, so it doesn't matter. Let's not talk about it. Um, you guys, uh, I, you know, we were talking about $13 earlier, and, um, <laughs> and getting into it uh, with, like, the most, bit, like, the most tenuous connection. Um, I, you know, so I'm at this stage in my life where, like, going to a restaurant still feels fancy, you know, but, like, any restaurant, you know what I mean? Like, I'll walk into a place, and I'll be like, oh, is this French? Look at the Apple Bays. Ooh, I like, this looks nice. When there's table service, what are we, in Versailles? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but then, I find that going to restaurants can be really strange 
stressful because you're sort of immediately put into these highly stratified social classes. And it starts when the waitress comes out and says, you know, still sparkling or tap. Now, my first instinct is to just be like, tap, bitch, obviously, you know. But um, instead, I like start pretending like I'm some sort of aristocrat who's actually considering the waters that cost money. You know what I mean? Um, and so I'll just be like, oh, well, normally we take the Learjet out, Beauregard and I. And I like to imbibe a nice sparkling water because every carbonated bubble reminds me that all of America's children are poor. Um, but tonight we thought, why not come out and dine with the peasants? And, and what is it that you peasants drink? What is it that you drink? What is this? T- 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 tap, yes, tap water. We'll do that then. Tap, yes. And it's just like, God, you guys, why are you waging class warfare? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, this is Applebee's. Uh, we just don't have room for, like, dialectical materialism at a chain restaurant. But then, of course, um, the evening is bookended uh, when the waitress comes back out again, or waiter, I'm a feminist, uh, and, and says, you know, would you like dessert? And the thing is, like, of course I want dessert. I've been thinking about dessert all fucking day. I have Hershey's Kisses in my socks, you know? That's how much I think about dessert, but I've been hanging out with these people that have been talking about, like, aerial yoga and mindfulness. And so I have to be like, oh, no, me? Oh, no, me? No, 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 dessert? No, 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 I couldn't possibly. No, 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 thank you. My uh, my Fitbit says I'm 75% full. So I'm just gonna stop right here. No, thank you. I'm not the fat fuck who wants dessert. Are you guys the fat fucks who want dessert because I certainly love it? <laughs> and so it's just like the entire night, I'm uh, I'm just like pretending to be some kind of colonial lord with a low BMI. And, um, and it's just very stressful. This is my whole point. It's very stressful. Um, it's a... Uh, it's a, it's, it's a weird uh, time politically, right, in our country. Um, and I was actually uh, on MSNBC recently uh, because I'm the voice of a generation. And I was, uh, we were there talking about our miserable ruler. And um, after the show, uh, someone tweeted at me, at Nagin Farsad is clearly the Jewish nerd on the panel. Um, and, and I'm actually uh, an Iranian-American Muslim like all of you. And so, um, so I was actually, uh, you know, I was like flattered, you know, because I felt like it was an upgrade. Um, so I was like, oh, thank you. Uh, but I'm actually the Muslim nerd on the panel. And they responded like, no, you're clearly a Jewy McJew face. And I just thought it was so funny that they were so insistent that I be Jewish. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry I took your anti-Semitism away from you, but I feel like Islamophobia is a really good substitute. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't really give bigots, though, much credit for, like, the nuance that they crave. Um, but also, with this particular bigot, I would say, I mean, Jewy McJewface is, uh, is an Irish name. I mean, if we're going to get down to it. Um, if you really wanted to be, you know, like a more accurate uh, stereotyper, uh, you would have done, like, a nice, like, bagel, you know, Goldstein dollar sign or something. You know what what you would have called me, um, but I mean he, he could have been like apprenticing for a big, you know, just hadn't gotten there yet. But um, 
But I, you know, I responded, um, you know, I didn't want to escalate. So I responded with just a smiley face emoji uh, because, you know, it, uh, what we learned from the 2016 election is that when they go low, we go emoji. And um, I really am just trying to live a better life on the Internet, you know, I mean, a better Jewish life. And that's all I'm trying to do. Um it's uh, it's also an interesting time to be a lady. It's always, actually always been an interesting time to be a lady. And part of it is um, because of the whole world of catcalling. Um, now, I know here in Los Angeles, you guys don't walk on the streets very much. Um, but what happens in, in places where you do uh, is that men are just constantly saying shit to you. And um, so in, in one instance, I was walking down the street uh, in a little place I like to call Manhattan. And, um, and this gentleman uh, was walking towards me, and he looks at me, and he says, uh, your pussy is so wet. Uh, upstanding guy. And, um, and I, you know, I, uh, like, I was wearing something like this, so I'd say it's hard to tell. Um, but... I look down, right, because I haven't looked down in a while, and, um, you know, there could be some sort of uh, deluge running down my thigh, or my vagina could suddenly form the delta to some sort of confluence of rivers, you know what I mean? I don't know what's going on out there. Topography fans, guys? Thank you. Yes, so many here tonight. Los Angeles. Okay, earth sciences. Um, and so, anyways, I look down, and in fact, there's nothing going on. And, um, and I did a little internal check, um, and it turned out I wasn't wet, I wasn't dry, I was just sort of neutral. And, um, what upset me about this particular cat call was that, you know, I just prefer my cat calls to be evidence-based. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't go on some kind of fact, some kind of flight of fancy, uh, about some fluids you're never gonna see. Um, and, and you know why? You could just stick to what you can see. And so, um, I said to the guy, uh, you have a flaccid penis because I wanted him to know what it feels like when someone uh, really uses empirical evidence to craft their cat calls. And I really think I showed him there, you know? Um, but I think ge generally, gentlemen, uh, you can stick to the kind of uh, more obvious uh, cat calls. Um, you know, there, one gentleman said to me one day, uh, you fine, I could eat them thighs for breakfast. And I, and I said to him, like, if you're going to eat my thi thighs for breakfast, what are you going to eat for lunch? Because that's a large day of eating, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and he said, well, uh, you know, actually, I like to eat my largest meal in the morning because your metabolism is at its strongest. And then as the day wears on, you eat smaller meals because that's how your metabolism responds. It goes down. And so so once he explained the science to me, um, I really got on board with that cat call. I really did. Um, I uh, I am a I'm a, I'm a lady who um, recently got married. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I felt that 90% um, of the clapping was very begrudging, but thank you. Um, I, yeah, I recently got married to uh, this, uh, this great guy. He is um, he's African-American, so we are uh, one of those typical uh, African-American, Iranian-American, Muslim couples running around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dime a dozen. And, um, and, you know, like when I, when I had to tell my parents, like, I'm getting serious with this guy, you know, at first they were like, uh... 
they're you know they they're not like full racist you know what i mean they were they're like a they're like a touch racist they're like nice dirty immigrant style racist um anyone in here have that in there per- okay this couple of people right here know what i'm talking about so like they'll they'll um they'll say stuff like oh negin uh, we have a new accountant he is indian but that is okay because with money he is like a jew you know so like it's just sort of like a double insult compliment i don't know what that is it doesn't sound right though um and so first they were like oh why do you have to date black people it's not that we don't like them but why you know and uh and now that they've you know that they know him and we spent so much time together they have their own you know they love him they love him they have we have their own text relationship and you know and they're really i mean he's like the son they never had and i hope they go away and have a thousand babies together and are happy without me you know what i mean it's like it's totally fine they're like really they really love him it's great um but uh and, and you know my mom is what has gone from like being uh, you know questioning to being like black lives matter you know and so i feel like she's you know had a really solid journey and like i said you know he's um he's black i'm muslim and our relationship is exactly what you would think it is uh you know he uh you know every night i like to put him in a loving chokehold um and he uh you know responds by uh waterboarding me to get the coordinates of my sleeper cell um he comes home every night he's like woman where's my watermelon and i'll be like we don't have any watermelon only saffron um and that is literally uh what our relationship is like uh according to mike pence guys thank you so much you've been delightful keep it going friends we uh first of all you are you have all been great some of you have really even traveled here from very far distances <laughs> Does anyone here, did anyone here, who came from the closest? Where did you come from? Where did you? Uh, Franklin and Coyne. Yeah, that's honestly, why even bother? Like, <laughs> what a tiny amount of effort. I'm so unimpressed with you. No, that's, yeah, that's, did you, uh, did you walk over here? Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow, holy fuck, you know what I mean? Wow. In the rain, in the pouring drizzle? <laughs> that's where everybody else is, taking shelter from the storm. Did you slip on anything? Because there's a lot of, you know, like just kind of oil and stuff on the street because it doesn't ever get washed off. No, you were fine. You were safe. Are you going to walk home? Maybe take a lift or something. You should think about it. You'd be so tired after the show because it's been, you know, it's been so great. And then you're, you know, you're trying to walk home. It's like such a trudge. Um, Thanks for coming. Did you come from that same place? Yes, I came with her. Well, that's not... <laughs> that, that was that was really cute. I think your answer was adorable. Yes. No, not like not what you said, but just the tone. Yes, what? Yes, I did. What? Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you didn't come from the same place. I came from St. Louis first. Traveled here. <laughs> what is happening? I also feel like so many people have now traveled into this show. And now you're going to go back and be like, no, LA's cool. It's just like, there aren't a lot of people there. Like, it's just like, I don't know where they are. And you know what? That's an experience you should have, a feeling you should have in LA. When Rhea and I first came out here, before we, like, moved out here, we, um, we like, rented, like, a very, like, a short-term Airbnb thing. And um, it was in the top of a hill in Echo Park. 
and nobody ever walked past. We rented it for like a month and no one walked past for a month. Because it was just like up a giant hill, people like only drove. So I was like, I guess we live here now. What, so much stuff could have died, could have happened, my friend. We would never have known. The whole, you know what I mean? Like the whole city has just ended and we're just like up there like, we can't wait to make it, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, well, well, thank you for coming from St. Louis and then walking. We've got one final comic and this person is hysterical and you are going to love this person. Uh, please, let's hear it right now. And we can even, we should, let's like start, let's like start getting rowdy. Yeah, rowdy, final comic. Final comic. So rowdy. Keep it going for Marcella Arguello. Give it up for her. What up? Make some noise. Oh, it feels good. It feels good. Um, my name's Marcella. Uh, I'm Latina. Um, uh, very proud Latina. I was a really dumbass kid. So when I was a kid, um, I thought all Latina Americans were like grew up to look like Selena. You know, Selena, the singer? I thought like I, I was going to just grow up to look like her. What a dumbass. <laughs> Ended up looking like her killer instead. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I look like John Leguizamo in Tu Wong Fu. Uh, what are we doing? A comedy show. Okay. I, <laughs> I man, um, oh, I'm an alpha female. Um, or as my mom likes to call it, single. <laughs> That's a joke. Uh you know, it's, it's actually pretty hard to follow Nagin because she has that, like, cartoon voice. I was like, how am I going to follow that? I'm just going to be up here with this bitter-ass voice. And then I was like, wait a minute. I sound like Daria. I do have a cartoon voice. Um, cool. Good for me. Uh, racism is dumb. I think we all agree on that. Yeah. It, when we all cut our, our arms open, we have one thing in common. HPV. <laughs> Come on, guys. I don't have a lot of time to waste. Thank you. Thank you. Second row. That's actually the front row. Um, women have all the power. I don't know where shit got lost in history. I don't. Women have always had all the power. We're finally getting some back. Oh, we had all the power since always. It's the beginning of time. Every invention was invented for pussy. <laughs> Think about that. The wheel? The wheel was invented so some dude could get pussy way over there. <laughs> Civil rights? Civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. Notorious womanizer. He just wanted to fuck all the bitches. Oh, I lost you there? Okay. It's <laughs> too much. Poor Coretta Scott King. He, he was fucking. Uh, slavery? No, slavery wasn't for pussy. Um, but I do think that white people get too much credit for slavery. They're like, oh, they're so powerful. They overpowered her. No, they're lazy. That's all slavery is rooted in, laziness. 
Yeah, yeah, I knew, yeah this is going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> I know, Kanye said that shit today, and everybody's like, whoa, whoa, take it easy. Right? You guys all heard what Kanye said? Yeah. Crazy, right? He said, slavery is a choice. What the fuck? I can't defend you anymore, Kanye, or can I? I don't know. But uh, my point is, I do think that uh, white people excelled in laziness. They continue to. Right? Mexicans are taking all our jobs. Nah, they're taking the jobs you're too lazy to do. Um, right? Am I right or am I right? I'm right. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, so it, you, you, guys, you guys are getting tense. Um, think about the way we navigate our lives and work. You work hard so you can retire comfortably later. It's to be lazy. What's your favorite day of the week? Sunday. Because you like to be lazy. It's just rooted in laziness. It's disgusting. I will say I do like to date lazy men. Lazy men don't cheat. Go-getters go get themselves some pussy. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a joke writer, guys. You either like it or you don't. Um, <laughs> he said, ahem. <clears throat> That was code for a good joke, but <clears throat> I'm not gonna laugh. <clears throat> Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, what was my other point? Oh, how many of you guys have Siri or Alexa? By round of applause, Siri or Alexa. You have a slave in your house because you're lazy. Siri, turn on the television or whatever. Alexa, turn on the lights. You're fucking lazy. That's a slave in your house. Any black people here have Siri or Alexa in the house? No, you see that? Because they know better than to have a fucking slave in the house. I was really scared someone was going to clap. Um, what? All right. That's just pretty good. I'm pretty satisfied with them. Are there black people here by round of applause? Did you laugh at that joke? Are you laughing with that joke? A little bit. It's new. It's new. Bear with me. It's new. You didn't hate the joke, though. Because I said white people are lazy. So you're like, okay, girl. Okay. Where are you going with this? Um, oh, okay. So I will, here, here's the thing. I am I, I'm sick of, of, of that mentality of like people doing something for us. I mean, especially with the AI. The AI should be able to tell us what to do with all the information and knowledge that's stored in our phones. Right? They know, so, they know every fucking detail about our lives. They should be able to tell us what to do. That's where AI should be. Like a homegirl that keeps it super real. Some AI named Lala. Just some late at night, I'm like, hey, Lala. Up in my Twitter mentions. Doo-doo. It's 11.26 p.m. It's way past your bedtime. And your calendar is stacked tomorrow. You need to delete some of these tweets and go to bed. She's right, I should go to bed. Next day. Lala, give me directions to Mike's house. Doot, bitch, it's over. <laughs> it's been over for weeks. He said it in an email two and a half weeks ago. It's time to move on. She's right, I should move on. <laughs> Later that night, Lala, play John Mayer. Doot, nope. <laughs> She's right. All right, my name is Marcella Glad you guys. Thank you so much. Keep it going. Burn, burn, burn. Marcella Glad, let her hit. 
Let's say Maria. One more time for Marcel and everybody you saw tonight. Everybody. Well, you are all a delight and a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming out. We will see you next week. Have a great rest of your night. That's Rhea Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. Take care. Watch Put Take your Hands together. Put 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 your hands together. Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.